Hello everyone and welcome to the Tiny Table. My name is Dakota and this is Fandom and Philosophy. We're doing something a little different this week for a couple of reasons. First, the episode we had already recorded kind of died. So yeah, that's a that's a problem. Additionally, Zach is out of town this week, so without my partner in crime, I needed to try something different. And then something very, very sad happened, and I realized it was something that I should talk about. Batman died. If you are a fan of DC Comics who was born between the year 1990 and 2005, then you probably already know what I'm talking about. Kevin Conroy, arguably the most iconic voice of Batman, passed away at the age of 66 a little over a week ago. Speaking personally, it was almost like the death of a mentor. I honestly cried when I found out, which led me to think about the impact Conroy's performance and the character of Batman as a whole has had on me. So this being fandom and philosophy, I felt it was appropriate to mark the moment by remembering why Batman, and more specifically, why Kevin Conroy's Batman, matters. Now, if you're a millennial like me, you probably grew up with Kevin Conroy's Batman. He was the definitive take on the character throughout Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, and various other animated projects throughout the 90s and into the early 2000s. He brought a, a level of weight and humanity to the character that you honestly didn't see much, especially in animation. You could tell just by the way he delivered each line that he took the idea of Batman seriously. He invested himself in the character of Bruce Wayne, and somehow he just managed to make this imaginary caricature of an angry, rich, lucky, handsome, smart, super ninja of a man feel and sound like an actual person, like an actual human being. With Conroy's voice, Batman was almost real. And that was important for me as a kid. And not because of some escapist male power fantasy or a twisted grip on reality, but because of what Conroy's Bruce Wayne represented. What the best versions of Batman always represent. Hope. I grew up watching Conroy's Batman on and off over the years, but I truly didn't become a Batman fan until I was 12 years old. It was a terrible, dark, and lonely time in my life. When I was trapped by anxiety and fear and anger, all just mixing together and forced down my throat by a tragedy that I was powerless to stop. A tragedy brought on by people who were supposed to love and protect me. And then one day, for no particular reason beyond boredom, I found myself watching reruns of Batman the Animated Series. The episode was called Nothing to Fear. It was a simple tale of revenge, a paint-by-numbers supervillain plot. The evil Scarecrow is a disgraced professor of psychology who decides to use a fear-inducing toxin to destroy the school that fired him. But when Batman is poisoned by fear, the episode takes a turn. The layers of the character are pulled back, and you discover that behind the mask is a human being who is haunted by a terrible tragedy. Just like all of us. Just like me. Bruce Wayne's fears and nightmares come to life around him, animated by the hallucinogenic gas of the Scarecrow. But then in the final moments of the confrontation, as Batman dangles over a bottomless drop, surrounded by the ghosts of pain and fear and shame, he stops, looks his demons square in the eye, and refuses to be defined by them, 
refuses to be ruled by pain, refuses to be dominated by fear. He refuses to be called failure and disgrace and shouts loudly into the night that he is Batman. And then suddenly, for me at least, there was hope. Batman isn't real. I knew that then, and I know that now. But Kevin Conroy made him real enough. Real enough to think that if Bruce Wayne could overcome his trauma, then maybe I could too. If Bruce Wayne could turn his tragedy into something good, then why couldn't I? What if there was hope? What if that hope lies in something other than revenge? What if it lies in redemption? Picture this scene in your mind. A battleship turned supermax prison crashes against the rocks of the Gotham shoreline. Its prisoners are politicians and doctors, reporters, and one police commissioner, James Gordon. Their captor is a masked vigilante named Lockup, a former Arkham prison guard who's taken justice into his own hands. He plans to remove the leadership of Gotham City so no one can oppose his scheme to mercilessly hunt down every criminal in the city and lock them away in what he calls a cage without a key. But before him stands the Batman, a billowing shadow that leaps out of the storm. I was working with you, Batman, Lockup cries. You apprehend the scum of the earth, and I keep them locked away. I've seen how you treat your prisoners, the Dark Knight replies, forgotten and scared without hope or compassion. Can it be you actually care for those creatures? Lockup replies in shock. That particular scene comes from the episode of Batman the Animated Series entitled Lockup. A story that charts the difference between Batman and any other vigilante. A story that demonstrates what makes Bruce Wayne a hero. Compassion. Hope. Redemption. Why doesn't Batman kill? Why doesn't Bruce just pick up a gun and mow down the Joker, the Penguin, Riddler, and all the others? Because at the end of the day, Batman believes that each and every one of them can be saved. Batman is a character of absolutes, a figure of black and white who lives in a world of confusing gray. Bruce Wayne believes in right and wrong, and believes that everyone is capable of both right and wrong. Anyone could be a villain, but even villains can become heroes. That was an idea that took a while for me to understand. My own anger and bitterness left little room for that sort of thinking over the years. But I've come back to this Batman story over the years, and others like it. Harley's Holiday, Second Chance, Double Talk, Baby Doll, all demonstrate the same thing. Batman's belief that even his worst enemies can be redeemed. That idea has become essential to the way I see the world. I can't say Batman was the first to introduce it to me. My Christian theology was. But Batman helped me understand that theology in a deeper way. And as I continue my studies into theology and philosophy and explore the idea of good and what hope there is for good to ultimately win out over evil, Batman remains a stark narrative reminder that the only way we can ever hope to overcome evil is not to destroy it, but to redeem it. That's what Bruce Wayne does. Think about it. How many crazy millionaires do you know? How many of them use the majority of their time and money to help other people? Probably not too many. Bruce Wayne is a crazy millionaire with too much personal power and a ton of personal pain and trauma. He should be the villain. He should be Gotham's greatest criminal. But he's not. He doesn't use his pain as an excuse to hurt people. 
but instead faces the darkness inside himself and tries to turn it into something brighter, something better. That's why Batman matters. Because what he stands for, what he fights for, matters. I'd like to talk more about this idea of defeating evil by redeeming it, but that conversation is better suited for two. We'll revisit it at some other point once my partner in crime is back. But as we close the chapter on an iconic era for an iconic character, I just wanted to take a moment to say, Will, everything I've just said, thank you, Mr. Conroy. What you did for me mattered. And Will, the only thing I can think to say here at the end is a a paraphrase of something you once said. The Batman was my hero. And he still is.